I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Pod Network Entertainment. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. Welcome to the big time! Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. You know your damn role and shut your damn mouth. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. I have to finish the story. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Ila Dragunov, the star Bang, the sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C. Romoran, Chino Liao, and Emil Nate checking in on a very action packed Monday. Wow, what a weekend! And we're not just talking about picks of the week. It seems like every weekend, and dami ng explosibong balitang changing our landscape in the world of wrestling. So we have to start with the biggest news of the weekend, and that is that. AEW has landed the services of one Adam Copeland. The rated R superstar is officially all elite. And now the big question is, sino nang sasagot kapag narinig natin to? Adam! <laughs> there are like three choices now. <laughs> yeah. Instant reactions, guys. It's Which been a few Adam? hours since it happened. Uh, let's start with you, Chino. Instant reaction. Uh, it is definitely a big get for AEW. Uh, Edge or Adam Copeland is somebody who I never expected to jump shit from the WWE, but we live in a different time now, I guess. And Seguro, 11 years before, had he not gotten injured, or how many ever years before had he not gotten injured, Seguro would have stayed a company man with the WWE. But as we know, the injury, he had to take all that time off that made his big comeback. And I think like Adam Copeland is at the point of his career where he's just exploring, kind of like Brian Danielson. Just exploring, trying to see what else is out there before he hangs up his boots. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. so so if that's what he wants to do, then I'm all for it. Because there are also matchups in AEW that I would love to see uh FKE Edge in right? yeah. this mm-hmm. this matchup with Christian, the current Christian right now, is pretty interesting. But then again, you also have a lot of potential for other matchups as well. Um, other matchups as well. And it's also going to be interesting to see if he's able to keep up with the type of wrestling AEW is putting out there. You must mobilize the pace, you not so much on, on the storytelling, longer matches, even. So it'll be interesting to see how he holds up in that field. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, ikaw, Emil, kagigising mo lang. You were telling me uh, over the DMs that that was literally the first thing you saw upon waking up. Kamusta naman? Yeah. <laughs> Kasi, um, yeah, nagising ako actually to watch him in event. But uh, I was still kind of, you know, minatok pa ako, nakatulog ako. Ang pagising ko, nakita ko na si Edge spearing Nick Wayne. So I literally missed when he <laughs> when he made his entrance. And it feels so bad. Um, I was watching it live, so I can't go back in it. Pero pinanood ko siya ulit. And, you know, it's it's kind of shocking to me na, like, the only thing that he didn't bring over to AEW was his, was his name. Pero, like, that's the same guy that we saw in 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 his previous one in the in the WWE because usually with guys switching over usually there's something different like with when Ryan Danielson came over like his presentation his mannerisms hindi siya yung Daniel Bryan na napanood natin sa WWE but this but with this one I feel like this is parang crossover parang feel ko naging crossover siya na this guy who we we just saw weeks ago had had this you know, quote-unquote final match in, in Toronto. Toronto or, yeah. Oh, yeah. And now he's doing this uh, on another company, which was, you know, it's really cool, really cool to to see. And I'm just excited for what he's going to do because up until that point, I never really thought Edge was going to be in other, in another wrestling company not named WWE because all, you know, all our lives, or at least all my wrestling life, Edge is a WWE guy. So I'm very, very excited to see what the future holds for Adam Copeland. And um, yun, first program, ayan na. May, may saktong program na with uh, his friend Christian. And, you know, they, they, they're going to cook. I, I feel like they're going to cook with whatever it is they're going to do uh, in the next, I don't know, three months. They can stretch They can stretch this out until Revolution next year, you know? Yeah, uh, it's, it's Edger and the Birdman. Going at it one, uh, once again. So if you're a fan of the ENC pod, you know. Uh, Ro, you and I have been edgeheads for quite a long time. And I think aligned naman tayo na we go where Edge is happy, diba? Like whatever uh, yeah. makes him feel at ease, especially now that he's about to turn 50. He's basically going on this last dance farewell run, much like our boy Brian Danielson. So uh, do you want to get into your feelings on the whole matter? Yeah, yeah, sure. But uh, my feelings are consistent on this. Uh, like Chino said, Chino said it well, actually, nah. He wants to, you know, do whatever he wants to do, you know, fill out, uh, you know, check out the bucket list items on the bucket list that he hasn't checked out yet. Uh, people will say, no, you never you never thought Edge would, you know, leave WWE. A lot of people will say that. Um, but also a lot of I mean, I, I didn't think that because a lot of people aren't like us. They, they haven't been in the game like uh, who know firsthand that anything can happen when it comes to these industries when it comes to these leagues these sports like i never expected i'd be working for mwf uh, if you ask me like uh five years ago diba? uh full-time i had been booked there but uh, um th- these things happen all the time like uh i don't know how you can follow pro sports and <laughs> not i uh, know yeah. and not be aware of the possibility that your favorite player on his uh long-term team may one day move to another team diba? Yeah. <laughs> i mean so, to be fair 5 years ago wala pa naman din AEW diba? yeah yeah so, exactly exactly so hindi pa din sabihin na lilipat siya ng TNA yeah. or na but even <laughs> even Jericho yeah. kind of laid the groundwork same with yeah. the WWE lifer yeah. who took the big jump or made the big jump of going to New Japan and that really changed the game i think Chris Jericho was the big catalyst here 
and before Jericho, point, yeah. and before I know, and, and you know, Chino did say before AEW, before Jericho. I mean, his buddy Christian did the same thing already, like uh, that's right, fifteen years ago. Or, Kurtanga, you know, si Kurtanga yeah, pa. 20, eighteen pa. years ago, but in two thousand five, yeah. yeah. So these are things that have happened before, and I don't understand personally. I don't understand why people are still surprised. Like, uh, can we really expect? I know. Can we really expect uh, loyalty? I mean, is is loyalty really that important? That in when you have dreams to fulfill, when you have items to check off the list, right? Uh, if you if you have possibilities you wanted to explore, like yeah, Stan said we were happy wherever Edge goes, and that was tying back to what I said last week about the releases. Now, if you're happy, if you're fans of these people who are leaving the coop in WWE, then Shouldn't the mindset be to follow where they go instead of lamenting the fact that they're no longer in this company that you are used to watching? What what if I'm an older fan and I don't have enough time to follow two or more wrestling companies? I mean, where where I know where if you are uh, if you are a WWE fan because of Edge, then natural instinct will dictate. That's what you Edge, yeah. AEW. Oh. Weigh your priorities in fandom. Exactly what Chino said. If if you like this person, if you like Edge, if you like Ali or whatever, if you like Edge. Uh, go to where Edge is. And if Edge was the guy that was keeping you watching, or the idea of Edge being back anytime soon was keeping you watching, I'm not saying that. Obviously, that's that's everyone, everyone watching WWE. Then that's the whole point of people moving. They want you to go where they go. And it's a sad uh we're still caping for one team and the other. <laughs> so I don't know. It's 2023 and with all the wrestling on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that just helps contextualize Rose's tweet from earlier where he said, and I quote, now I have to hear from the WWE casuals and yeah. fanboys who didn't want Edge to jump ship. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like, I, I it's you know, I hear People who say uh, they don't want Edge to move because they want to stay, they want Edge to stay in one place. But why wouldn't that be a, a reason to support him and his quote unquote future endeavors, right? Like not sorry, Kenny Omega over the weekend. Where uh, can you make a put on something so poignant? And, and I want to, yeah, quote it yeah, here. go, go. Your your was, I can't believe we, I know it's hard for people to understand, but we live in a wrestling world now where people are actually happy where when your friend moves to another company, right? against one another. Nobody in this, in his circle at least, feels that way. So, statement relating to what Ro uh, was saying. Because, even the wrestlers themselves don't feel this animosity yeah. mm-hmm. of jumping ship. Diba? So why should we as fans feel that Edge is And to contextualize further, and, and there are some people who will say, oh, I don't like how AEW does, does the wrestling, so I don't support or I don't really want to see um, my favorite WWE stars go over there and vice versa. And I, I, don't, I think these people don't also... Think about the fact that what if, you know, Edge being there makes the place better and, you know, kind of eliminates a little bit of what you don't like about it. But like, that's what Brian Danielson did for AEW, I think. Um, he slowed some of the story. He, he slowed some of the wrestling down. Uh, you know, it's not as car crashy anymore. So 
I, I don't understand the reluctance to not see at least what it would mean for the new place and for the person moving as well. So, you know, um, I don't mean to offend if you are not, if you're not a rabid um, hater of the other company, you know, it's just really, I, I dislike hearing it when people put down the move as though the wrestler was beholden to them by staying in the place they loved watching. That's what, that's what I really don't like. The wrestler owes the fans um, this uh, loyalty to the company. My mini essay na pinablish si Edge sa Twitter and yeah. on Instagram as well. And I, I recommend that everybody read it. Medyo mahabasa, so I'm not going to quote it word for word. But I hope it helps you realign the way that you look at wrestling and wrestling fandom and the way that we follow promotions. And to just go back on something that Chino and Ro already pointed out. If, let's say, you're a bit older than us on the podcast. Kami ni Ro, we're, we're in our early 30s, Chino in his late 30s. Let's say you're older than us. Let's Ouch. say you only have time to only follow... <laughs> Let's say you only have time to follow two hours of wrestling a week. You don't have to watch the entirety of Raw or SmackDown. Pick and choose what you want. That's what episodes like this, Picks of the Week, are for. Pick whoever you want to follow in either company. It doesn't matter, man. Uh, sobrang dami ng wrestling ngayon. You can follow Edge's adventures in AEW and still follow Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's adventures on Raw. To that point, that's why I write my reviews the way I write them nowadays. I, I tell you what you should make time for because nobody is realistically uh, gifted enough with free time to watch everything. You're not like I'm not even do I'm not even I don't even have that much free time myself. So I tell you which is to me worth watching, and then that can change for you. But at least there's a recommendation of what to you know uh, save a little time for. Yeah. So Yun, um, I I just feel like. Uh, there, there's so much complaining then from people who are like, oh man, Ed should have been in WWE forever. But like, <laughs> I, I, I'd rather just be happy that Ed yeah. got to come back to begin with and that he gets to finish his own story the way that he wants. Now, oh. uh, whether or not that creates problems for AEW because there's a ng Adam sa kanila, the same way there's a Page at Cage sa kanila, eh, problema na nila yun, But like, um, I, I think it's good because... If if you are just an Edge fan, then maybe you'd want to follow him to AEW. And then maybe you'd actually like what AEW is, right? And I say this as someone who works for the other company. So, you know, if um, I, I think it's healthy for the business. I think it's healthy for the industry as a whole whenever a big name like Edge makes a move like this. Because it does change the landscape of everything. So, mm. um, I, I support Adam Copeland here. Uh, I'm, I'm really happy for him. And I wish him all the best because this is such a huge, huge step uh, forward for the industry as a whole. Now, yep. um, let's get to some questions here. Uh, obviously, with this huge news that Edge or Adam Copeland is now in AEW, you got Jade Cargill signing with WWE just last week. Who won the trade? And we say this with air quotes. Because uh, WWE lost Edge, AEW lost Jade Cargill. It essentially became a one-for-one -one trade, if you will. So, uh, Emil, let's start with you, given the sports comps. Who won the trade here? Um, okay, so I was thinking about it uh, earlier as well. And, you know, I, I want to say maybe WWE won this trade, but uh, just uh, just just by a little bit, you know, because Edge is still, you know, a Hall of Famer. And the way I look at this, again, comparing it to, 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 the, to the sports, I would uh, understand it a little bit easier. It's like trading someone who didn't pass his prime, but he already did his thing. For someone who's much younger, has a lot of potential, pero hindi natin sure if mapo fulfill niya potential niya. But the potential is there. The ceiling is 
the ceiling is high for this for, for this uh prospect and it is the ceiling is high for Jade Cargill I mean if he if she isn't you know touted to be that good eventually WWE wouldn't bother to do all of these promo promotions that they've been doing for her. Dibasha did debut, but they've been already uh featuring articles uh on, on TV about her. So um yun lang may yun yung deciding factor ko dun. I feel like WWE has a lot more mileage with uh Jade Cargill than I mean and she's like what mag 50 na din siya. I think he's again he's also on his farewell tour if he uh is indeed retiring the next couple of years. So I think WWE, but just by by a bit. I I go with WWE here. Mm-hmm. Chino, who won the trade? I am going to say that depending on how you look at it and how I look at it, at least, parang pantay lang sila because they're on different directions at this point. WWE and uh, AEW. AEW is looking to bring back all the lapsed fans, all the people who said, "Oh, we missed the wrestling of old," or. This is what wrestling is supposed to be. Diba? That's why they put all their money on CM Punk. They called in the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega to attract all the indie arthrobs, right? And that's their market. And that's fine. But at the same time, WWE, we can see from how they're building out their rosters on NXT that they are banking themselves on young talent, on talent that has at least 10 years down the down the road, the talent that has a lot of potential. Yung hindi yung gaspang na sa indie, sorry to use the term, but like yung talent na that they can actually build upon and create and mold in their own WWE image. And for each company, those approaches they work, right? For better or worse, they work. So I'd say now with the WWE, Jane Cargill is able to reshape in her future. By ga- gaining more experience from a, an established uh, commodity. And with Edge in AEW, ni Tony Khan yung vintage na hinahanap niya whenever he has a new signing on board. So I, I'd say quits lang sila. Mm-hmm. Hello? Well, the correct answer really is Chinos. I'm <laughs> sorry, yung quits lang sila. Pero, kasi it depends on yun, yeah. It depends on what you need. And I think AEW won that. I think AW won with Edge because Edge is a proven commodity. And to me, uh, uh, as a, as a wrestler, I think the biggest need AW has is not the talent. It's definitely not. Uh, it's definitely not the people who they put in front of the camera or or running the show. But they need a fucking adult in the room. And Adam Copeland will be that adult in the room. He is what a thirty year veteran at this point, and. Uh, Surely, and he says he's going to be a presence every week. He's a, a three months out kind of guy like he was in his last uh, run in WWE. So with that in mind, I hope that he can diffuse whatever explosive situation will arise in a in an AW locker room. Uh, that is really the one thing that gets in AW and Tony Khan's way in, uh, in their success. So I hope na this put you know this creates some peace and order in the locker room and that inevitably will turn into their uh greater success as a company so parang ito rin yung sinasabi ni Tony Khan diba na it will be the end of an era and the beginning of a new one so yeah. i guess yeah. this is effectively AEW transitioning from the CM Punk the era to the Adam <laughs> Copeland <laughs> era right which is what we're and getting I'm, right now not a bad era to be in I oh yeah say. that's diba? right mm-hmm. kung ipapalit mo lang kay CM Punk's edge then i'll take it you know 
I think any company would take it. Yeah. Right? It's it's a hell of a swap, a hell of an upgrade. And uh, Tony Khan swung for the fences and really bought the entire package, uh, everything from Edge's presentation to Metalingus. You know, uh, he actually spent for Alter Bridge, which is great because uh, the only thing that really feels different, other than not hearing the name Edge, is the voice tag. Now you think you know me? It's clearly a different voice. But at, at this point, can we all really complain? It, it, it's uh, it's still basically the same guy just under a different name. What's an extra billion for TK? He already bought everything. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He should have spent for that. Let me ask you, since you're the one who's old enough to have remembered the Monday Night Wars, can you feel feeling whenever these big names jumped ship from one company to the other? Because we didn't get it. Yeah, definitely. I remember the yung yung panels themselves on TV would talk shit about the other show. <laughs> there was no yeah, you watch it back, you'll hear Tony Shivani call WWE crap because Mick Foley was about to win the title. Yeah. That was a thing actually recorded in the Monday Night War. So no yeah, and I get that that's where the animosity mostly comes from. With these two companies, because people make a one-for-one comparison of the Monday Night Wars then to these current wars we're having now, but it's such a different time now. People can just jump shit. There are people can make a name out. Wrestlers can make a name out of the for themselves in any company they're in. That's just a matter of the drive that they have or whatever. So I don't, I don't, I miss the competitiveness and toxicity of time there. But uh, really. But but no, but I appreciate the content. It's a nice thing to be in, but I don't miss all the negativity that came with it. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. So um, you know, it, it's it's such an interesting uh wrestling world to be in where uh free agency is real and you actually feel it. And unlike the NBA, this is happening all year round. Anyone can just show up in the other company and it'll be such a huge seismic shift. So with that being said, is Edge Tony Khan's biggest get? Anyone before that, start? Yeah, before that, I wanted to you address Gina's quick point. Because I was listening to uh, After the Bell, uh, Corey Graves and Kevin Patrick's podcast. It's technically the official WWE podcast. Because yeah, it, yeah. it recaps you know, I know. The, the goings on and Shemper, they they did last week's episode just as the news about jade broke so Corey gave us forced to read it on air and then he was forced to talk about jade um the difference here uh china said that toxic that day no monday night wars in the 90s but the difference here is that uh Corey Graves actually put over Jade as a big deal from the other place. So parang, uh, he acknowledges that if you've seen Jade before in AEW, then you know how big of a deal she is. So in, in a way, uh, he indirectly put over AEW and how they handled Jade. So that is interesting to watch. So he could have easily said, no, he, she went over from that dump and uh, moved to greener pastures. But they didn't say any of that. So that's pretty cool of them. And I hope that Competition. Okay, you can uh, one up the other, but you know, don't make it toxic and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I agree. I agree. So, so yeah, going back to the question, yeah. is Edge Tony Khan's biggest get? I would oh, say, yeah. 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 Sorry. Go ahead, Emil. Go ahead. Uh, um, definitely. He's the biggest star na nakuha nila because uh, before Edge, you could argue it was CM Punk or De- uh, Brian Danielson. But at yung time kasi nila, they they were naging sikat sila when you could argue na the WWE's popularity wasn't as high as when Edge was 
at his prime. So, mas madaming nakakilala kay Edge. And for him to establish himself in AEW, you're, you're gonna have a lot of eyes uh, in that product just because of that name recognition. Now, oh, this this guy used to be, you know, the superstar on, on the WWE, and now he's on AEW. So, there's gonna be a lot of new viewers, I think, with uh, Edge uh, going over to AEW. So, I'd say yes, he's the biggest get uh, by far. I I would also agree. Uh, I'd say what if not the biggest and one off definitely. You got your Brian Danielsons and John Moxley's in there, right? Because those guys left the company at the top of their game. They must say Edge, while not necessarily at the top, still had a lot of pedigree going for him. Your career, your tenured career in the WWE. So that's at least saying something. And he brings all of that to the table by moving to AEW. I would say the biggest get since Chris Jericho himself. Because definitely not the biggest get since Christian. So sorry, Christian. But, uh, oh, definitely. Um, I was racking my brain as to who was bigger or as big as Edge. And it was really just Jericho. Yep. So this Bakit? is like... Uh, what do you mean, Bahad? Um, Bakit uh, si Jericho parang on the same level, or if not more than Edge? No, no, same level. Not more than Edge, but uh, almost more than Edge, but uh, same level. Because Jericho is one of the living legends that they have on the roster. Uh, big deal in the 2000s and the 90s. Same as Addis. I mean, literally, they have they walked the same career path, he and Edge. I mean, they even became tag team champions together. So uh, I would say that if Jericho wasn't around, he would Edge would definitely have been the biggest get. But um, say. Jericho has been in the company since day one. So I guess if you were to say the biggest free agent signing off of the other company, uh, fresh off the other company, if you will, then definitely Edge. Because he is the biggest name that they've got uh, that can draw in all the mainstream fans. Like, uh, yeah, Chino said, Laps fans, that's him. Edge can get that. Because they'll say, like they did with Jericho, oh, Edge is still wrestling and he's not in WWE anymore. So he's here now. And if you ever wanted to see Edge, then you can find him in AEW. Uh, some people will not like that because there are still Edge haters the same way there are Jericho haters. But um, it's still the biggest entity that, that Tony Khan got. Yeah, uh, to that point, I will maintain you said Anina that Chris Jericho really legitimized AEW. Like, if yeah. he did not get in bed with uh, Tony Khan and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, then none of this would happen. So, yeah. um, you know, that, that being said, uh, he really did open the floodgates for the Bryans and the Moxes and even the Punks and the edges of the world to make that move to AEW. So, napakalaking bagay talaga nito. I just want to close uh, this Edge conversation on the note that it's so weird that WrestleMania 37 was only two and a half years ago, and now two thirds of that main event, that epic, thrilling main event, they're now in AEW. <laughs> Roman oh, Reigns, the only oh, one who would top Edge would be Roman yeah, Reigns. Yeah, I think. Yeah. 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 Roman Reigns. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be Joe Anwai. Joe Anwai is all elite. Um, <laughs> they are keys. Oh, the, moment that, uh, the, the moment that happens, my God, that would be the day. Uh, <laughs> All right, uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get to our picks of the week. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts on the Pod Network. All right, that was a lot of talk about, uh, understandably so, because Edge uh, is now part of AEW. But we've got picks of the week to get to. So we're going to start with Chinos. 
Yes, technical wrestling from our local shores is my pick of the week for this week, obviously. Um, it's from FBW Astig Episode 3. Uh, now, this is the first time we're talking about FBW. So if you want a deeper insight, you let me know and I can do like a one-on-one uh, review for you guys. So me talking about FBW for the past three episodes. But for this particular episode, um, uh, focus call is the matchup between Rafa Mabayashi, who's going by his full name now again, versus the newcomer in Duke Ortega. Now, Duke Ortega is somebody who you have seen in different garbs during the uh, pre-pandemic wrestling days. Uh, but he has since retired uh, those yellow tights and refashioned himself into a hard, hard-off shooter type of person, like a, an amateur wrestler background type of character. And it absolutely works for him because he went through a body transformation, also a sort of wrestling style transformation. He calls himself the Duke of Shoot, if you're not familiar. And he, uh, and his offense is very mat-based, very power-based as well. In this matchup against a guy who calls himself the best pure wrestler in the Philippines. So it's a good matchup of styles because Duke Ortega is forced to step out of his comfort zone. And they're able to match up very effectively. And I like this because... Out of all the matches that FPW have put out on their YouTube channel, I think it's the slowest matches that you'll see. A lot of mat work, a lot of holds, counter holds, submission, not a lot of spots, not even a lot of sl- A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Bams, but when it does happen, it's very well-placed, and that's why I... Like this for my uh, pick of the week. Oh yeah, this was uh yeah I watched this uh, earlier as well. Um, I was surprised of how long this match was. This was uh, um when I when I when I looked at the time, the match started at around uh, near the twenty minute mark, and I thought man, a long match after that because usually you know I've seen other episodes. There's usually three matches or two. Uh, I've seen one with three, so uh, usually get on. So I thought, okay, it's gonna be either a quick ten to twelve or minute at max. And then how surprised I was looking at the timer and the tapos yung match, halos patapos na yung yung episode. So it was it was a good technical uh technical match. I I like seeing technical matches. Very very much different from what we are usually seeing on the you know the TV uh on the TV wrestling. Again, uh. You're more on ground game, submission game, so I like that. 
Uh, so first time as well seeing Duke Ortega in action. Um, very, uh, I'm impressed of what I saw, and uh, you know, it's been a long time since I last saw uh, Rafael Mayashi Mayashi match. Uh, they 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 did really they did uh, really good in this match. I, I liked it. I liked it for what it is a very very map based uh, technical match. Um, it could have been a little bit shorter because again, tw- twenty minutes. That's that's a long time for. For for a for a technical match, gusto ko mga at least fifteen, uh, at most mga fifteen lang. Pero nonetheless, aside from that, it was it, it was a. I I'd also recommend this if you want to see some technical action. So this was really good match and a good choice, uh, Gina. I can't All comment right, much on this. Uh, oh, I, I, I did want to say something. I, I can't comment much on this because you know I'm still involved in the local scene. But I just wanted to say that my boy Duke Ortega looks really, really good out there, and uh, he really stood out in this match and uh, carried himself well. So, congrats, Duke, on this performance. I have nothing to say. So let's move on to Emil's pick from uh, Raw this past week. All right. So my pick uh, comes from Raw this week. Um, Dragon Lee versus uh, the former North American champion, Dirty Dominic Mysterio, for the North American Championship. Um, so I think I can say this from, from watching Dom's career from when he debuted until now. This is his best match. So, like as of right now, this is, this is his best match, and it tells me of how much he really improved over the last year, ever since uh, joining the Judgment Day, and also it. Uh, proves now Dragon is really one of the one of the best luchadors uh, in uh, in the world. Because uh, they were, it was a great showcase uh, for those who haven't seen Dragon Lee in action. Th- this is a pretty much what you expect from him. A lot of high flying, a lot of hard hitting action. Um, again, he's one of the low key best wrestlers down there in NXT. And the fact that he got to show that in front of a worldwide audience, even though he even though he has already main evented uh you know big events from his previous promotions, but this is really the first time that he's been featured on uh a, an audience uh, with on Raw, and had one of the best matches in, in his Raw debut. So uh, it bodes well, I think, for his future running in the main roster. And Dominic has come a long way from being a white meat babyface. Uh, to someone who shines so much brighter as a heel, you know he's a Mysterio, and you know Rey Mysterio is one of the b- best baby faces ever. But with Dominic, he is he he does so much better right now as a heel, and this North American title reign uh gave him opportunity to go up against guys like Dragon Lee, Mustafa Ali. Um, yung mga season na veteran sa talaga, and you can see na nakasabay na siya. Wesley para tatlo na. Wesley, diba? yon, <laughs> di ba? The Lee family. Ryan Mo. Yeah. Wrestling is more than one royal family. Oh, and we thought AEW was the only naming problem in the company. Yeah. And you know, yung rain, yung rain yah, well, uh, had nothing but positive reviews from all all across. Um, massive props as well to the crowd uh, for being hot the entire match. Yeah, yeah, they they really helped, and um, and I wish they could have run it back no no mercy, but you know, Trick Williams got the win, and so I don't mind it. So, um, I wish Dom could stay more in NXT, not just you know for this title reign. Um, he could he could stay there for a while and really uh cook there and really establish himself. 
uh, down there at NXT. But with this one, this was a really good uh, match on Raw, and I uh, one of the best. Uh, I put it. I actually put this on my. I have a thread of the best matches of 2023, so um, I put it in there. So go check this match out. After watching this, Dragon Lee versus Dirty Dom, is Dragon Lee ready for the main roster? Even though he hasn't really been with the company for like a year yet. He's already coming back. He's already booked for another yeah. show on SmackDown, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but is he ready to be a regular fixture on a Raw or a, a SmackDown? Yeah. Uh, oh, I yes. Talk- yeah. Yeah. Go, Chino. Go ahead. No, I go, yes, definitely. Because coming in to NXT was more of a formality for Dragon Lee. He's already had his tenure in the other companies, right? Like New Japan, and he did all his touring around uh, Mexico and in the States. So, established when they signed him to NXT, it was actually a big get. I remember popping when I saw the news. Diba? I did, I did, it was one of those who kind of signing. So, at least Dito made And then staying in NXT, letting him marinate, and letting him develop a little bit more of that edge that he has now actually just helped his character and his uh, wrestling persona grow a little bit more. This matches with Dominic Mysterio prove that he can get a match in a different, in a big arena. He's able to just be so diverse in that style that he does so well, and I think he'll have a place easily, a spot easily in any roster. Yeah, we talked about this last week on the stream, Debas. So I already mentioned that it was his audition and he passed the audition. And like I uh, had implied, he was already booked for another main main roster show uh, this week, Debas. Was it this week? Yep. So uh, it goes to show that, yeah, he, he is super comfy out there. Um, you know, being on the biggest wrestling show uh, every week on TV was nothing to him. And thankfully, the crowd was also really receptive. So, yeah, he's ready. Uh, you know, the thing about this is that uh, a lot of fans also don't know or don't remember that when you get to NXT, usually, um, even now in the uh, Performance Center NIL era, uh, you get there after at least five years of experience outside WWE. In the independent, so means yeah, ten years. Eh. So, uh, I I don't have the numbers on Dragon Lee right now, but I wouldn't be surprised if yeah he had that much time under his belt. So it's one of those things. Uh, okay, NXT really is just to uh, acclimate you to acclim- acclimatize you to the WWE, and then once you're out there, once you get the groove, um, everything should be easy going for you. So um, I think it's also a little <laughs> unfair to ask him if he's ready because uh, you don't get to WWE with that name and not be ready. No, yeah, that's true. That's true. I thought I uh Google Dragon Lee, he apparently debuted January 1, 2014. Oh. So uh around he'll be a 10 year uh, vet in two months. Yeah. Wow. He's around eight years when he signed to WWE. Hmm. Yeah, because he joined WWE in uh December 2022. So uh really promising stuff. I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing from Dragon Lee. I really hope now after all of WWE's at, uh, attempts to find and produce the next Rey Mysterio na it's Dragon Lee kasi nga si Rowan ang laki ng hinanakit niya eh, towards that concept, right? So sana no para sa kakapanatag ng loob ni Rowan. No, si Dragon yeah, Lee na nga ang maging next Rey Mysterio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh but, but that being said, man, Dom, uh, we got to show him props as well. Emil, you said it na kanina. I just want to say it again. Dom makes his opponents look great. He's such a great heel. Yeah. Uh it, it, I don't think Dom can mess anything up at this point. Like he just gets it. And it's one of those benefits when you literally grow up around the business when you know what to do. 
and uh, you just have that pedigree, diba? And and Dominic Mysterio has that. So uh, he could be the second coming of Eddie Guerrero based on how he's been performing. And that's also something that uh, I've been wanting in my wrestling for the longest time. So I'm really, really happy that uh, this is one of our picks and that we get to show a lot of love to Dirty Dom and Dragon Lee. A lot of people kind of shit on Dom when he first debuted, but <laughs> I, I thought he was really natural in there. And then... Champagne just takes some time to really season you with the with the live event aspect, especially when he debuted in the Thunderdome era, diba? Yep. So uh he's he's come around and I didn't get the initial hate because he is really good at what he does. Absolutely. All right, let's get to this next pick. This is from Rowan, and he selected the AEW International Championship match between Ray Phoenix and Jeff Jarrett. So, Sabini Rowan, he loves it when title matches are available on TV, especially when they open the show. And Sabini, obvious naman that Phoenix would retain his championship, but he thought that he and Double J had a fun match nonetheless. Uh, with the ringside shenanigans and dirty uh, dirty tactics, na convinced na- rather that Jeff Jarrett might actually win. So now, because of that performance, from Phoenix, he's excited for next week's uh, next week's match, uh, which features Nick Jackson as the contender. Uh, he also says he would have preferred someone like Claudio Castagnoli in that spot, but this also works because we rarely see Nick Jackson in a singles match. Yeah, uh, Phoenix is really good. Um, really great choice then to uh, for John Moxley to uh, no, to impromptu drop the championship to. Uh, Jeff Jarrett also has to be uh, praised here because. That guy doesn't feel like he's what in, in his fifties, fifty six, about. So yep. it does not look like that. That man is fifty six. So ano is, <laughs> a hot <laughs> wife, a hot and flexible wife as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jeff Jarrett looks and feels like he's still resting in his forties, So that's pretty great of him, and for that alone is, I think, praiseworthy on his end. So uh, when he came back to WWE, I think in twenty twenty, was it twenty twenty? Twenty nineteen, twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He it it he looked a little out of shape, and then when he left WWE and then jumped to AEW, he looked really, really good. So uh, he. It's a cliche that's been worn as fuck that uh, age ain't nothing but a number if you are able-bodied. And um, the fact that uh, Jeff Jarrett with the antics of Ray Phoenix's Lucha stuff um, goes to show that, you know, maybe uh, maybe we were, we were too harsh on Jeff Jarrett back in the 2000s, you know? Yeah. Your, your biggest takeaway from this match was a point that Will touched on. Jeff Jarrett nakasabay sa lucha antics ni Ray Phoenix. Because <laughs> yeah. he doesn't even wrestle like that in, during in real, the, yeah. the, in, in, in the peak of his career. Very team headlocky siya, to borrow a term from our indie friends here. <laughs> very WWE style, very storytelling style. Kaya nakita niyo, dami shenanigans to match na yun because that's typically part of Jeff, of Jeff Jarrett's uh, character, his persona. It's all about the style, the pop, the circumstance, everything that makes him Jeff Jarrett. And to add that with, with Ray Phoenix's lucha flavor is something that I never really expected to mesh so well. But I was actually pre- pleasantly surprised when I was watching this. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, so, uh, so, uh, so, uh, so Jeff Jarrett is so good. 
na they entrusted him to have a match with a 73-year-old Ric Flair. So that's how good <laughs> Jeff Giant is. <laughs> He's safe. To be fair, Andrade was in the match. So, oh, oh, no. No. <laughs> Ric Flair. Yung, like, and Jay Lethal as well. Yeah, so, but still, he was If anything, there. you can argue that Jeff Jarrett was the second oldest person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but still, like, Great you know, job they... for leaving that out. <laughs> So they they trust him to be in that match. So that that must have you know meant something. Now at his age, he can still go. You mean? I think what you mean to say is he was in the match and didn't drag it down further. That's <laughs> the. <laughs> I'm gonna give him props. So yeah. props for that. All right. Bago tayo ano? Bago tayo makancel for ages and move on tayo to the next pick. <laughs> and let's talk about younger wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my pick is from NXT No Mercy, Carmelo Hayes versus Ilya Dragunov, which uh, um, Emil alluded to his thread earlier of his favorite matches of the year. This one easily made all of our favorite matches of the year. Because holy crap, nagpatayan tong dalawang to. Ilya Dragunov finally becomes NXT champion, but he had to really take Carmelo Hayes to hell and back throughout that entire match. What an ordeal. And um, watching this, I was... I was getting very scared. The parahala, Ilya Dragunov is really, you know, up the intensity to eleven once again, and I think we're going to be getting the same result from the Great American Bash. But thankfully, he was able to pull it off with the three H bombs that increased in height and intensity as it went along. And I really appreciated how Carmelo Hayes looked like he belonged because I the way that Carmelo Hayes has wrestled, it's very work rate, but not in the intense on the on the intense level of an Ilya or a Gunther. Hindi yung talagang makikipatay. Hindi siya pumapatay. Yes. Yeah, di ba? Yung work rate ni Carmelo Hayes, yung parang very uh, sophisticated, very technical and technically skilled and all that. So to see Carmelo Hayes go punch for punch with Ilya Dragunov here really made me uh, respect him so much more as a performer. And um, I'm, I'm so relieved that Ilya Dragunov is the champion right now because if he had lost, I wouldn't have known kung saan siya pupulutin in terms of uh, how to save the character. You know what I mean, di ba? Yeah, no, no, I, I'm about to say something about that but I'll let y'all cook first no 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 go right ahead go, go, go right ahead no, 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 I'm good no go ahead go ahead okay sige I, I like this matchup particularly kasi tulad ng sinabi Stan uh, Carmelo Hayes hindi siya pumapatay ng tao in the ring very flashy very skill oriented and the fact that he was able to step up next to a psychopath with Ilya Dragunov who was just next level siguro triple niya yung cocaine bumps niya Just for this matchup. See, I was trying not to say that, Chino. <laughs> <laughs> just cut it out because, oh my God. So, and the fact that Melo was able to keep up with that level of intensity, uh, very well done. Very bad. Like, I was pleasantly surprised. Yes, I had actually. I actually had Melo taking the the belt still, but I mean, after this matchup, I was so glad that India walked away with it. Well deserved. May again, a fantastic match. Um, Ilya is so intense. Now I'm convinced he thinks wrestling is real. That's that's the way. That's the way. <laughs> yeah, when you see the the intensity in his well, eyes, the, the way he reacts nung na kick out si Melo after that second uh second H bomb, like wow, that guy. Um, I've I've been impressed with this guy ever since Melo. This one, sobra, like you know, uh, and 
if you notice that per, yung first match in at the Great American Bash, it was more of Melo's style and pace. You may mga spots, heavy spots, but this one, Ilya, um, he set the the tone of the match earlier on. Na talagang it was a brutal brawl, and Melo didn't get to his usual spots. He didn't even hit get to hit the finisher. Yung uh, his leg drop. Nothing from, but net. Nothing but net, diba? So. Again, it, it was so intense. One of the most intense matches I've ever seen. And again, that's credit to Ilya, diba? And Melo as well, na nakasabay siya sa intensity ni uh, Ilya Dragunov. Um, right, before uh, before Ro uh, gives his thoughts, another reminder to everyone to go check out our interview with Yon. Ilya Dragunov, the new NXT champion. We Friend of the podcast. <laughs> yes, uh, he actually is part of the intro of the yes, show, in case yeah. you haven't heard. Uh, we talked to him two years ago. We didn't pay for that. <laughs> oh. So, uh, go check that out. It's from 2021. A, a really Baka fun chat. Why can I edit the UK part out of the intro? That's fine. It's fine. Oh, um, tawag doon. It's not just because uh, we we had him on, but also I want we want you guys to listen to this interview because he explains his intensity to us. We did ask him about that. Yep. Uh, we asked him why he, he is the way that he is. <laughs> and I, I asked him, I remember asking him if he was ever afraid of being injured. <laughs> so yes. uh, he explains all that. So I guess we'll link it to you uh, after, we show end, after we end this uh, after we end this uh, recording. Right. So yeah. Uh, Y'all remember Elif Dragunov versus Volter in 2021 when NXT UK came back. Since then, ever since then, I had been waiting for the next match like it that would come along. And uh, I knew it was going to be from Ilya Dragunov. I didn't know that it wasn't going to be involving Walter. <laughs> so I also didn't know it was going to be involving someone like uh, Carmelo Hayes. Uh, Carmelo Hayes is a type of wrestler who is like a Derrick Rose in the ring. Acrobatic, oh, yeah. agile, mobile. In this match, he was, po- he was uh, forced to play post in the paint. And uh, he proved that he was able to do that. He was able to get physical in there. And sometimes you just really need to see a wrestler at least once in their lives prove that they can fight. Um, obviously, uh, Carmelo Hayes can wrestle, but it is such a beauty, a thrill as well to watch him actually fight for his life in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not sustainable as uh, as our uh, concern for Ilya Dragunov has shown. I uh, can't always be wrestling <laughs> like that, but uh, when you do, are when you are able to bring that stuff out, it is a uh, beauty to watch. So uh, Stan said, "Kanina dini alam kung saan pupulutin si Ilya Dragunov when if he lost, and when uh, when Carmelo Hayes kicked out of the first or second H bomb." I was starting to feel really bad because okay shit, it's happening again, mom. Uh, <laughs> he's he's gonna lose again, and then at this point, if he lost, there's no place for him to go except for the main roster. So it was a really nice thing to see him finally win. Uh, people like to say that he took uh, Carmelo Hayes to his limit, but I also saw it as Carmelo Hayes taking Ila Dragon off to his limit as well. Um, it really did feel uh, in a lot of ways like that uh, Ilya Dragunov Walter one match from NXT UK. And I am glad that they were able to allow them to have this canvas, to have this opportunity to do that thing, to do their thing, and to bring out that struggle once again. Uh, goes to show you, uh, 
to be fair, I don't think we're ever going to get this kind of match from Dragunov if he ever makes it to the main roster. When he does, I'm sure he will. Um, even Volter, they don't yeah. make him do matches like this uh, that much yeah. anymore. Sorry, it's not sustainable yeah. if you're going to be on the road <laughs> yeah. 360 yep. days out of the year. That's exactly. right? 360 days you're going to be resting. So, yeah. Um, to people, if you ever... I mean... Uh, Emil said it. <laughs> Ilya Dragunov thinks wrestling is real. I, I dare to say that to his face as well. But uh, <laughs> if you think that wrestling always doesn't look uh, real, I please watch this match because uh, and sometimes that is the entire point of why we do these things and why we watch this uh, this sport, this art. Yeah, it's why we love it, man. All right. Uh, just a footnote here. Uh, Ilya Dragunov just became the second wrestler to be uh, an NXT UK champion and an NXT yeah. champion. Yeah, following Tyler Bate. That's right. Yep. Walter didn't no, even get uh, to do that. I think it was Bron. Uh, si Bron Bayon. Bron unified they, championship. Unified. Yeah. Ah, sorry, Bron. Pala. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. technically, if we're not counting Bron's unification, then Dragunov is, is the first. first. Uh, yeah. So Walter didn't even get to do that. Yes, he did not. All right, Ro, finish us out here with your pick of the week. Yeah, it's from Wrestle Dream earlier today. Uh, buzzer, Major Buzzer Beater. It is the dream match Zack Sabre Jr. versus Brian Danielson in the hometown in Seattle, Washington. So, this is my pick because this is the kind of wrestling I like. Um, it's exactly what we expected from these two. It's not quite the uh, really fast world of sports style, fast uh, uh, catch-as-catch-can wrestling that the British love to... Uh, the British showed us back in the 80s and 90s. But um, it's one of those things that, okay, we knew what we expected, we knew what we wanted, and we got exactly that. And because it was two of the best technical uh, wrestlers in the world, with one having the actual award named after him, uh, it was... It, Excellence in execution, uh, no Bret Hart. So uh, it wasn't quite, I, I will say that it wasn't quite the dramatic match it was maybe supposed to be because it wasn't the main event. But uh, it's everything I could have dreamed of and more. It's the kind of thing that, okay, I, I feel the itch to go back in the ring and try some of that stuff out. Because um, it really just was hitting and every every move every lock every hold every transition was crisp it was fluid um the entire crowd will or easily is able to understand what's happening in the ring some people might not like it because you know they think that technical wrestling is slow and dull and boring but uh, you know these two are two of the most intense to ever do that kind of wrestling in the ring and um if you don't like it give this a shot because it really is um some of the most digestible wrestling na intense na uh major complex that you'll ever see in the ring. It's just one of those things that lived up to the billing and was surprised that it wasn't a main event. On that note, uh were you angry that this was not the main event? Because from the uh, way that Wrestle Dream was uh booked and built up, they implied that this yeah. match was the main event. And then no. lo and behold, it was match number seven of a 10 match card. No, because Edge happened. Like that deserved to be the main event. Uh, I think wala namang tatalo dun sa, sa argument na yun. Mm-hmm. Ikaw, Emil. Oh, this was a this was a great match. And this is one of those dream matches na I'm, I'm glad that it happened at this point in time of their careers. Now, Brian is still still the best. 
and CSJ is now more much more seasoned. He's now uh, much better than he was than years ago. Because people were already like as early as 2016, people were already saying that they want to see this match. But at that point, CSJ, yes, he's a great technical wrestler, pero at that point, hindi ko pa feel na hinug na siya for someone to go against Daniel Bryan, a main eventer. But now, CSJ had years of NJPW under his belt. He has worked so many G1s, worked so many main events already against the best of the best. This was a perfect time to do it. And it lived up to all the hype, at least for me. It lived up to all the hype. Um, very technical sounding, very technical match. Matt Base as well. And yeah, I liked it. I liked it for, you know, for for... The hype that Namerondon coming into that match, they delivered. It was really good. One thing that uh, hasn't been said yet, which I really loved about this match, was John Moxley on commentary. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. He was so good. Yeah. Through this like, match. Like, I really loved guy? how he explained the way that ZSJ and Brian would approach yeah. a match like this. And it really added so much texture to the way that uh, Brian and ZSJ got physical. So that's something that we don't get a whole lot from color commentary. So um, I wish that I saw this match before I did color commentary last night at MWF, for example. Oh, God, Jesus fuck Christ. So I, I was so glad that he did not fuck around with the commentators because that's exactly what you did yesterday. Yes, that, that, uh, that, that is what I did yesterday. But... Um, Mox, uh, because he was adding to uh, the logic of why they were doing what they were doing, but he would also take time to yell, fuck this guy, give him hell, or like, make him eat shit. Like, yeah. So very on-brand for the John Moxley character, which uh, was just chef's kiss. Sobrang uh, value adding to an already wonderful match. But it has to be noted that there were four people in the booth for that match. Yeah. So, <laughs> that <was> so... <laughs> but Majer was so silent throughout that match for some reason. Right? Yeah, <laughs> Someone has to stay quiet, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone had to give, so, you know. Uh, but yeah, uh, if, if Mox wants to be a color commentator when his in-ring career is over, he can follow in Brian's footsteps and put on the headset at some point in time. Because Brian did that as well yeah. for yep. the Cruiserweight Classic, which ZSJ was a part of. So, yes. Uh, so that's a nice way to uh, tie it back to the guys who were in the ring. Um, I, I just really loved uh, this this match, Brian and ZSJ. If Edge did not happen, I would have been upset. Kung hindi ito yung main event ng Wrestle Dream. So there. Uh, those are our picks. If you like our picks or if you want to add to the conversation, as always, you know where to find us. It is at Wrestling2XPod on TikTok and on Twitter. Individually, you can find us as well and chat wrestling with us. It is at Chino Supersize, at Monday Night Rowan, at EML underscore Meister, at Rowiswar, and at underscore Stan C. Uh, we'll catch you on Thursday for our weekly live stream on Facebook and on YouTube. That's at 7 p.m. as usual. And for those of you who took part in our latest Pasabay Run, thank you very much for uh, for supporting the business. Uh, we hope to have some some good updates for you in the next week or two because your your orders have actually uh, begun begun processing now. So uh, we'll be giving you updates as we go along. In the meantime, thank you very much to Babyface producer Jasper and all the other producers over at the Pod Network for the work that they do behind the scenes. And thank you to every listener and follower of the podcast for your support of this show. On behalf of Ro Moran, Chino Liao, and Emil Nate, my name is Stan C. This is another Wrestling Wrestling Podcast episode in the books. We're out of here. Stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, out. Bye-bye. Peace. 
The opinions of podcast creators, hosts, and guests are not necessarily reflective of the official stance of the Pod Network Entertainment, its hosts, or other network programs. The content created by the people behind the podcast is personal and not meant to harm any religion, ethnicity, group, organization, company, or individual. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.